Chapter Five of Dot and Tot of Maryland. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines. Dot and Tot of Maryland by L. Frank Baum. Chapter Five: The Watchdog. Of course, Dot paid no attention during this exciting moment to the boy's demand for food. There would be plenty of time to eat after they were out of the tunnel and in safety. The boat glided on as gracefully as a swan, and in a few minutes it passed through the jagged rocks that formed the mouth of the tunnel and floated into a broad open river. Dot and Tot quickly scrambled up on the seat and looked around them. They were in a deep valley shaped very much like a chopping bowl, only around the outer edge were high-peaked mountains. Not a tree nor a green thing was to be seen anywhere, but the valley was thickly covered with stones, big stones and little stones and stones of all sizes, scattered about in every direction. Through the center of the valley ran the broad blue river, at one end of which was now the boat, while at the other end the children saw a low archway, through which the water seemed to pass into some country below. Very slowly the boat was floating toward this archway, and Dot decided there would be ample time to eat something from the basket before they passed through the Valley of Stones. "'We may as well go on, Tot,' she said, as she arranged the luncheon, "'for this isn't a pleasant place to stop in, and we should never be able to climb over those high mountains.' "'Never could,' agreed Tot, as he bit into a sandwich. "'What a queer place this is,' she continued, looking around them. "'I don't believe anyone has ever been here before. Let us give it a name.' that's what all explorers do we'll call it stony vale all right said tot contentedly then he stretched out his arm and pointed to something that was moving among the stones see he said funny man why i really believe it is tot exclaimed the girl looking toward the place no it isn't a man it's a bear bear repeated tot with wide open eyes funny bear Halfway up the valley they saw a shaggy-looking creature sitting upon a rock. It seemed to have the form of a man, as Tot had first declared, but it was covered with long, thick hair, which made Dot decide it must be a bear. Whatever it was, the creature was surely alive, and it had also seen the boat, for the next moment it rose from the rock and came bounding down to the shore of the river, leaping from stone to stone, and moving so swiftly that its long hair streamed out behind it in the wind. The boat was now being carried by the current directly toward the shore, and soon its front end touched softly upon the gravelly beach. At the same time the strange creature drew closer to them and sat down upon a big stone only a few feet away. Dot and Tot had been watching it, and now saw that what they had taken for a bear was an old man, with whiskers and hair so long that they reached down to the soles of his feet, and probably would have grown still longer had not the rough stones worn away the ends of the hair not a bit of his body could be seen the flowing white hair covered him everywhere like a gown except upon the top of his head which was smooth and bald so thick indeed was the covering that when he stretched out his arms the old man could only push his hands and wrists through the masses of hair the curious appearance of this strange person surprised the children and they remained for some time staring at him without trying to say a word the hairy man looked at them in return with equal interest 
and was the first to speak, saying in a mild, sad voice, "'Strangers, who are you?' "'I'm Dot, sir,' answered the girl. "'Dot Freeland.' "'She's Dot Freeland,' repeated Tot. "'And this is my friend, Tot Thompson,' she continued. "'I'm Tot Thompson,' said Tot gravely. "'Oh,' replied the man, "'I'm pleased to make your acquaintance. "'I'm the watchdog of Maryland.' "'What a queer name!' exclaimed Dot. "'Why do they call you that?' "'Because I'm placed here to keep everyone "'from passing through the archway that spans the river "'into the fair and happy valleys of Maryland.' "'How can you keep them from passing through?' asked the girl. "'Why, tell them they mustn't, of course. "'But suppose they won't mind you. "'What will you do then?' "'The old man looked puzzled and shook his head slowly.' "'I'm sure I don't know what I could do in that case,' he answered. "'You see, no one has ever before come here since I was commanded to guard the entrance to Maryland.' "'How long have you been here?' inquired Dot. "'About three hundred years, I think, but I've lost track of the exact time.' "'Don't you ever die?' asked Tot, wondering at this great age. "'I haven't died yet,' answered the old man thoughtfully. "'But you will, won't you?' persisted the boy." why i suppose so if the queen lets me was the reply who is the queen questioned dot she who rules maryland answered the man then for a few moments there was silence while dot and tot stared at the hairy old man and he stared at them presently dot broke the silence the stillness by asking what do you do in this lonesome place where you have no one to talk to why most of the time i watch as it is my duty to do and when I get lonely, I count my whiskers. Oh, Dot said. Then she inquired curiously, How many whiskers have you? Well, answered the watchdog of Maryland confidentially, there are either eighty-seven thousand four hundred and twenty-six, or else eighty-seven thousand four hundred and twenty-eight. Sometimes I make one figure and sometimes the other, so I can't really tell which is right. I was engaged in counting my whiskers when I looked up and saw your boat. I had then counted 69,354, but I was so surprised to see you that I missed the count, and now I shall have to begin all over again. I'm sorry, said Dot sympathetically. I'd like to know just which is the right number. If you will wait, I'll count them, he replied eagerly. Perhaps then you can tell if I make a mistake. How long will it take? she asked. I can do it in about four months. Oh, we couldn't possibly wait that long, declared the girl. I really think we should be going now. Where will you go? he asked. There is only one way for us to go, through that archway into Maryland, as you call it. We are not strong enough to pull the boat upstream, so we must let it float where it will. It will be a terrible disgrace to me, said the watchdog of Maryland in a solemn voice, if you escape me. What will the queen say when she knows I have watched here three hundred years without seeing anyone, and then allowed the first strangers who came along to pass through the archway? I do not see that she can blame you, returned Dot. You say yourself you would be unable to stop us if we decided not to mind you. So the queen can only blame us for not minding you. That is true, said the old man, more cheerfully. Want something to eat? inquired Tot, holding out a slice of jelly cake. "'Dear me,' said the watchdog, taking the cake in his hand and looking at it with much curiosity. "'What is it?' "'Eat it,' said Tot, 
it's good. But I can't eat, replied the old man. I don't know how. I've never eaten anything in my life. Not even when you were a little boy, Tot asked in wonder. Well, I've forgotten what happened when I was a little boy. It's so long ago, returned the man. But I certainly have no desire to eat now. And if I have, there is nothing in the valley to devour except stones. I suppose eating is a habit you have acquired. Why don't you break yourself of it? I get hungry, answered Tot. Hunger must be a habit, too, remarked the old man, for I never have had it since I have been in this valley. However, if you will allow me to keep the cake, I will amuse myself by looking at it when I'm tired of counting my whiskers. You are quite welcome to the cake, said Dot. But now I must ask you to excuse us, for it is time we started upon our journey. Oh, don't let me detain you, replied the watchdog of Maryland politely. That is, if you are determined to disobey my orders. I fear we must, said the girl. Is Maryland the other side of that archway? Part of it is, answered the old man. There are seven valleys in Maryland connected by archways, for the river flows through them all. And what is beyond the seventh valley? asked Dot. No one knows except those who pass through, and those who pass through never return to tell, he replied. Well, good-bye, said Dot. Bye, repeated Tot briefly. Goodbye, answered the watchdog. The girl took the remaining oar and pushed the boat away from the shore with it. The little craft glided out into the river very slowly and drifted along with the current in the direction of the archway. Dot and Tot sat on the seat and watched the friendly old man until a shadow fell upon them and called their attention to the fact that they were passing through the arch into the first valley of Maryland. End of chapter 5, recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah.